1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash
0: weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Welcome to Rob Ryan Red, a Rexham OFC podcast by Nathan Salt and Rich Faye bringing you all the latest views, news and interviews from around the race course. Now, if you're new around here, Make sure to subscribe, but enough of that. Let's get on with the show.
0: Croissor, hello, and welcome to Rob Ryan Red, the Wrexham podcast brought to you in association with Red 10 People Development. Wrexham are red, but we're feeling blue. Notts one again, and we drew 2-2. Two, two. Valentine's Day left Wrexham fans a little broken-hearted, but fear not, we're only just getting started. The day wouldn't have been complete without being bombarded by the cards. And on today's podcast, we'll look back at the last two matches and look ahead to another decisive doubleheader in the week that lies ahead. Uh, I'm Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to be joined today by my podcast soulmate, Mr Nathan Salt. How are you
1: doing? I'm f- I'm feeling very loved. Thank you very much for that great great intro. I, I don't know I don't know how many times you practice these intros. Maybe it's just off the cuff, but very very nice, uh, very very slick. I'm doing well. I'm full of cold as you can probably hear, but improving uh, in light of uh, the performance on Tuesday. But there we go. It's I'm okay. I'm doing all right. Rich, how are you doing?
0: Same as you, really. I'm quite positive. I still think that, as we'll get into in this podcast, Wrexham are in a good place. But Tuesday night served as, I'd say, a reality check. But I think sometimes you have to almost put things in black and white that Wrexham drew to all with the team who are third in the table, who are who would be maybe even fa- one of the favourites to go up from the playoffs, who look really good this season. But the mood is a bit damp and... Has exploited, maybe, a side of our fan base that is a bit irritated, a bit annoyed. Obviously, we all want to see Wrexham promoted this season. You can understand why fans are upset and annoyed at the the manner of the performance on Tuesday night. But on the flip side, if you're going to have an off night, you might as well still not lose against third place at home. The first time we've dropped points at home in the league this season. You can see both sides of the argument, can't you, Nath?
1: I mean, certainly. I mean, I put out that graphic on Instagram, Rob Ryan Red, and did I put it on Twitter as so well, probably. Um, and it was, what, 78, if we factor in choose, it was something like 77 points from 27 games at home in the league, um, excluding, you know, Cups, playoffs and all that. Um, and, and the the run is, you know, we haven't lost at home since Darren Sarr was in charge of Yeovil. And that was... When was that? December 2021? Something like that. So Yeah, in
0: a regular league game. We haven't lost since then. Which
1: Exactly. Right, right, right. So it was a long, long time ago and, and it just shows the standards, how high they've been. And, um, you know, I, we looked at this doubleheader, didn't we? I did Stone away. That was nil-nil. And you thought that would be the tough of the two games. I was quite confident and I nailed the prediction 3-1 in the WhatsApp group. I don't know what I said on last week's pod, but it was something close to that. Um, but Tuesday was also going to be a tough game Rich, when I went to the Woking Away game we won 3-2, two goals from Aaron Hayden he was majestic that day two goals with his head but they ran us really close that day and they had ten men for most of it Lofthouse was sent off early on crunching challenge on Luke Young it was on TV and they ran us ragged you know, Daly, um, Brown is there now he, he played really well last night Lofthouse I thought was brilliant last night Oh, Tuesday night when when this comes out, um, it it yeah, I can see what you're saying. Reality check. I think the frustration and the anger and the reaction comes from, if you want my opinion, I think it comes from a fear inside a lot of people that we aren't going to get it done, and I think that fear is just manifesting itself into an overreaction to one result. Yeah. You know, well, not They drew what three games recently. In last month, exactly. It did feel games, like so.
0: it was just the fact that Notts County had come from behind and won. There was a stage on Tuesday night where we were winning and they were losing. And it transpired that they would go on to win comfortably and we wouldn't win. Uh, what I think you need to sort of take a step back and see is, did, did fans really think we would win every game between now and the end of the season? Because I certainly didn't. I think there was going to be, including Tuesday night, I, I'm not going to pinpoint specific games, but I thought there'd be like three or four occasions in which we would drop points between now and the end of the season. So I don't see why it's such a obviously the the points is disappointing but I don't see why the, the it's pro, such the a...
1: problem is the problem is a friend of mine put this to me he's, he's a Liverpool fan but the, the problem is it feels every draw when the other team wins will feel like a defeat um, and both sides will feel that you know if we win on Saturday and Notts County draw away at Yeovil, and look Yeovil have taken points off Chesterfield the drew with them at their place they drew with us when it was that hottest day of the year, whatever it was, and I was a lobster by the end of it. Um, you know, they they they're, they're quite good against these the so-called bigger teams. So, you know, if it's roles reversed and we win at shot and not scanty draw, you'll you'll get a similar reaction from their fan base because every draw feels so devastating when it really isn't in the grand scheme of things. I know if you know if we don't go and win on Saturday, then I think. That's you've got more reason, you've got more of a sample size. But drawing against third at home, when I don't think in all seasons, I don't think any player played to their potential. I don't think there was, I think you could have gone one it, through 11. Was, I don't think it was, there was an any off player, night, wasn't it? It was just not like all around. There, yeah. was no, there was no player, there's no player that for me would have come off happy with their performance. Um, if it was me, I know Ollie Palmer got mad of the match. If it was me and I would have given it out, I probably would have given it to Anthony Ford. I think both wing-backs but...
0: were impressive. They may a little bit naive defensively at times, but I think there was a real, again, just for me, a, another reminder that we really do have two amazing first-choice full-backs, wing-backs, and then the, the drop-off is, is quite apparent for me um, when, when they're not fit, and particularly when they're not playing together as, as that partnership. But like you said, Nate, we're always going to have off-nights, and we've been not lucky, but it's credit to us that when we've had off-nights this season we've managed to usually win anyway we've managed to find a way to to get that goal it
1: was well, think of that bromley game which at home at the I... race course where we yeah, turned but... that around and everyone was saying that's a, that's that's a key that's a turning point in the in the season right and, and think i was up at york that was an off day we got a point there um you know we were at chesterfield and people saying that was the worst performance of the season on tuesday i would argue that you know we were much poorer at the very start of the campaign um Absolutely. You know, it wasn't great. I mean, last even the first, it first was close, game of the season so. against
0: Eastleigh, we weren't good. And then Elliot Lee did no. a madness and saved us. We had yeah, Maidstone right. away where we should have won comfortably. It relies on a last minute goal. Like you said, Bromley again was another game in which we, we found a way to win. I think Gates that,
1: said at home as well, weren't we, weren't we booed off at, at, at half time, time some, against the
0: 10 men? Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. So it, So my point being that. It's, for me... Southend away, we were awful. Right. The way I'm interpreting, and really, you know, there was that offside goal that we maybe got away with there for Jake Hyde, was it? So, for me, I'm interpreting the reaction and the fierce reaction to to it as just people are so desperate. We're all so desperate to get promoted. And this rivalry with Notts County purely stems from the fact that there is that only one automatic spot. And if you want my opinion, both teams we Will get over 100 points. And what I do want to say, Richard, Notts County are a great team. So, you know, and Wrexham are a great team. And, and Notts County fans should acknowledge that. It, both are setting ridiculous standards. What is the league record want, for points? 105? Do and, I, yeah, do you want this? You know,
0: Adam Summerton, the BT Sport commentator, right. tweeted, tweeted last night Notts County are on course for 110.7 points. 110.7. Wrexham are on target for 110.4 the national record most, tally most, is 105.
1: Is right. That might be... If that happened, right? I mean, I know you can't get point, point of a point, but that would be the most wrecksome... That would be the most wrecksome result of all time, I'd argue.
0: Well, imagine that if would... Rex. Wrexham and Notts County both finished on 110 points, but it was goal difference that decided if we went up or not. Then that I'd, really I'd, is the, the margins of margins. That's a haunting prospect.
1: Yeah, but, but what I would say is, you know... We've seen some great title races in different divisions. This is right up there. I was going to make a case in in my kind of conference at work that you know we need to do something on on this title race because it really is.
0: It's like City incredible. Liverpool, yeah. The stand- at their peak. The,
1: the standards they're setting. I mean, you know, Lang, and Mullen, incredible. You've got you know Rodriguez. You you could go through any any of our midfielders really. Uh, Lee Davis, Tom O'Connor, people like that. You're great Chickson for them, it has got ten goals now. Aaron Hayden's got eleven for us. The standard is obscene. Absurd. Um, yeah. it is, abs- I it is absurd. I had
0: this. I had this in work today, where the day after Wrexham draw two with Woking, I go into the office. I'm sat in, sat in between a Shrewsbury fan and a Tranmere fan. Can you actually think of a sort of a worse duo than that to be sat behind after Wrexham? Yeah, just that's They're ribbing me, saying, "No,
1: is it?" hot desk in what's what's the situation have you been put there yeah, yeah is it is yeah,
0: hot desk in i was in first and they surrounded me because i think they sensed this it's is an opportunity killer. for them to this, right to pounce and, you. yeah it yeah. was it was you know it was it was it was difficult to take and you've but got, it was, got to, it, but, but ridges it's a it's a
1: draw it's a draw against the team in third i'm not trying to yeah. Gloss That's over what, it. it. wasn't but like that But that is a compliment good, to Rexham.
0: It's that, ultimately, right. it's a compliment to right. that drawing at home to third place, who are a really good team, is seen as a negative and end of day stuff. And some of the reaction is always going to be really out there and over reactionary and, you know, disaster. But there's so much football left to play. And I'm not saying this is going to happen. Don't take this out of context. But, you know, Wrexham could win all their games and Notts County could drop points, and we could we could finish 20 points ahead of them. We could finish 20 points <laughs> below them. There's, right. There is so much football left to be played. There's 16 matches. That, what's that, effectively Rich, a third of would, a season yeah. left?
1: Right. Rich, what I would say is somebody asked me last night, because I put on our account, I said, long way to go, you know, like now's the time to come together, etc., etc. And somebody put, you know, we need to stop this long way to go talk Um and for me, I think you stop a long way to go when there's less than 10 games. When you're into single-digit games, for me, I don't know where your threshold is, but for me, when you're into single digits, you know, or eight games, seven games less, for me, if once you're, once you're in 10 games or less, you're not, there isn't a long way to go. You can see the finish line. And all I would say is it's 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 going to come down to that game on Easter Monday. That will be the mother of all National League games because the pressure will be events, And you know what? Parky, Elliot Lee, all the people that spoke last night, or Tuesday night, they knew that the standard was way off. You know, everyone, Andy Cannon and Elliot Lee, didn't seem to work as a tandem. Luke Young didn't have one of his better nights. He knows that himself. Um, Thought the fullbacks were bright, but, you know, you could go right through the team. Lennon struggled a little bit. Uh, Over uh, as well. You before know, we get into individuals, of, yeah. then,
0: yeah, before, before we get into individuals, I mean, you've got to let us just. I'm going to go Rafa Benitez here and start saying <laughs> facts. Fact: the fact, fact is, Wrexham are now five points off the top, but have two games in hand. So, if Wrexham win both of their games in hand, they will be a point clear of Notts County. That is a fact. The other fact is, Wrexham play Notts County at home. If Wrexham win that game then obviously that is a massive swing because we're getting three points and they they have to drop them, don't they? Because we're playing them. Like you said, Neve, I don't think either team will have the league wrapped up by that fixture. It could, for me, be similar to Stockport at home last season in which that could be a day that one of the teams can can win the league. But I, you know, now that I've boiled it down, I've literally just looked at it there. It is a third of the season left. Yes, you've played the majority of it now, but... There's so much that can happen. There is so, so much that not to drop points. We've just got to make sure we can capitalise. And it's just about us being at our best and, and, and bouncing back, which we'll get onto at the end of the podcast when we talk about the two games coming up. But in terms of individuals then, Nafe, I said to you, I sent you the message before kickoff, that arguably the eleven we played and started the game against Woking, other than Tom O'Connor for me, man for man, that is probably our best quality lineup. You know, if you go through it from yeah from back to front. I mean, where do you stand on that? Are there any changes you'd you'd like to, to be made? I mean the first one's in goal. I saw some criticism of of Mark Howard. People say, you know, that Leighton played so well against Sheffield United. It does feel like Howard has to do something not horrific as such, but make a mistake before before he's going to be dropped. Defense, O'Connell I've been quite impressed with he's Okay, maybe not had the most easy circumstance to come in. Obviously, we've always been missing Hayden there as well, and Tunnicliffe. Tozer. I think's been been good as of late. Harry Lennon. I was surprised to see him start, but you know you can't really.
1: I felt like he earned it, though. You know, after the Sheffield United, yeah, that's what I game, mean. You I felt can't like criticize that, and, chance, and you can't
0: use hindsight yeah. and single him out as a bad performer no. because I don't think he played particularly bad. And overall, no, we just weren't that good. But I
1: don't think. I don't think the game suited his skill set. In, in the sense, and what I mean by that is, Woking were very very good at being able to get in behind balls over the top direct. He wasn't awful, but I also just think he was that yard behind Reese Brown, who was up top for them. Um, and I, I just don't think the game suited him uh, in terms of his his best skill set. So it wasn't atrocious by any means, of course not. Wouldn't wouldn't say that, but I, I just think defensively you're missing. You know what is that now? One clean sheet in eleven games in all competitions. You know, since Boxing Day we've had one clean sheet. It means that you're just giving yourself work to do every week. And that was week. Boxing Day. Well, I mean, was that, since was then, gated? Okay, gated yeah, away, gated. Gated away. So since then, you know, in all competitions, we've had one clean sheet, and I, I, that has to be a that has to be a cause for concern. You don't need to go full Julian Lopetegui. You know, Lopetegui at Wolves is 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 offering to take his players out for dinner. Every time they get a clean sheet, he's taking them to a nice restaurant. You don't need to be doing that, but you, you, we we need to we need to just shore up at the back, I think, because when it comes to the crunch in the playoffs, you know our last playoff game was a five four defeat, so you know we just need we just need to fine tune it, just just tweak it slightly, tighten it up a little bit, and I don't know, maybe that maybe that is at the detriment of our attacking play, and we don't want that, but one clean sheet from eleven is is. Something I'm sure the coaches are looking at because that isn't that isn't really where you need to, anywhere where you need it to be.
0: No, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because you would back us to score a goal in every game. So by virtue of that, if we don't concede, we we win, really. Because I think we do score a goal in almost every game. And like I said, there's got to be a case where we could drop points in three or four games between now and the end of the season. But you you maybe oddly argue I can't see as. Having a game where we don't score, and I know that boy be jinxing us in the coming weeks. Then go get loads of uh, horrible abuse on Twitter for saying that. But you just always sense there's a goal coming. So if you do keep it tight at the other end, then then that's going to be a huge huge boost. But Naeve, I suppose that you can't rue injuries too much. We can't feel too much too sorry for ourselves. We've got a massive budget. We've got a great squad of players. But it would it to, I mean. O'Connell's come in; it's early days. He's 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 looked solid. He scored the goal at alti Obviously, Max has been brilliant in in no moments. He's had a few little moments of of weakness, but he's a young young player. Lennon, you know, a brilliant player on his day, but it's not his day often enough. Hayden and Tunnicliffe both still out injured. Do you worry that it could almost be a repeat of last season where? We 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 we're, we're ruining the the fact we've we've lost our best defenders again. Or do you think that we just don't have that excuse this year, given we have got a, a much healthier squad?
1: I don't think you have. I don't think we have the excuse. Uh, to be frank, um, but what I would say is that you can't replace Aaron Hayden. Much like I don't think you can go and replace Paul Mullin. You know, should anything happen to Paul Mullin, touch wood it doesn't. But with Aaron Hayden. I was there at Weymouth when he went down last season. We didn't have the ability to go and get anyone. So, okay, so we just had the cards we were dealt and that's fine. And it played out as it played out. This season, I'm looking at it and I'm not saying you stick Aaron Hayden. Aaron Hayden played in many of those games in that 11-game run where we didn't get the clean sheet. So by all means, he's not a magic fix. But without him, you lose so much in terms of just attacking and defending. I mentioned the Woking game earlier, the the away game. You know, two goals there that I don't believe... Maybe the first one, because he was on mark, but the second one, I don't believe we've got a player in that squad that would go and score that goal at the back. You know, O'Connell, it is early days. I, he's very composed on the ball. I like the fact he can bring it out, but just different... Hayden is a different... Not different quality, because O'Connell is great and Max is great, but... He just offers something different that we don't have, and it's hard to find um, out there. Tozer's great next to him. Um, I've been really impressed with Tozer of late, in fairness. I think he's, you know, had a lot of upheaval around him. You know, different keeper at Sheffield United, different centre-backs all the time, different full-backs, so different wing-backs, so really impressed with him. But but Aaron Hayden, I think you... And Tonicliffe as well had really come into his own. I just think with Hayden in particular, it's it's why he's my Player of the Year, is that you just see him not there, you just see the the level that he can bring every week. So if he's out for what another eight games, you know that it, let's hope it's no more than that, because then it'll be eight more games to go, and the the biggest of all, really, the, the final eight. So yeah, can't game back fast enough.
0: Midfield as well. then, knife, uh, I guess a positive is John Davis will will be back soon. You know, he said he, he issued a positive, uh, return, uh, sort of update. Where's he fit in uh, the midfield makeup when we're at our strongest? What is it for you? Because I did feel that. I mean, speaking, we'll be speaking of another anchor man uh, later in the podcast. But speaking of Tom O'Connor's absence in in the heart of midfield, I thought think that was really really hard felt on Tuesday night. And I mean, going forward, youngie has been. Arguably, I think Luke Young might get like Players Player of the Season because he's so invaluable yeah, and so yeah. just such a unique job there. O'Connor has been brilliant in that more refined role, and then there's one more position, very different options there in Lee Cannon Davis. For you, who who goes there? Because what struck me really is when I watch Elliot Lee, he looks so effortless and brilliant. But I've been at games, Ultraman away, is one of them where there was from a select few loads loads of abuse towards Elliot Lee I think it's something about almost his demeanor and his approach the fact that it is so effortless it can actually look like he's not trying at times and you know it's it's a really difficult I'm, Rich, one.
1: I'm, I'm confused I'm confused by I'm confused by the rhetoric around Elliot Lee I don't I don't get it um I don't I'm not seeing the same thing and that's also okay if you can have a completely different opinion to me my opinion is not gospel, obviously, but I'm confused by the frequency of the critique around him specifically. You know, I saw people last night say, uh, Tuesday night saying, Andy Cannon, immense, Elliot Lee, Paul. I, 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 I don't know. I didn't see that at all. I thought both were ineffective. I don't, I don't think they coexisted very well. They've not played together very often, so it's early 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 days and, you know, nobody played well on the night. If you're asking me who I would have, I would have O'Connor at the base of my midfield. I would have Young to the right and I would have Davis to the left. I know I've kind of passionately defended Lee there, but I'm a big Jordan Davis fan. I think we're forgetting the brilliance of what he delivered, you know, last season um, in terms of what was it, 20 goals, 20 plus goals. Um, He's had rotten luck with injury this year. But again, you know, Elliot Lee, you think about the points he's delivered us. You know he's turned up. I think in big moments. Um, you talk, you mentioned Eastley earlier. You know, pure brilliance there. He, some of the passing he delivers as well is just so exquisite. It really is. And I think what what I would say I would say this is a call to arms that you know if the worst case scenario happens, and dare I say it's sacrilegious on here, but if we if we don't go up, whatever happens, you know, have the inquest then. We can have the inquest then, and we can really. You know, take players to task on 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 what happened. But right now, it's still in our hands. It's all there to play for. We've got a great squad. We've got the best squad on paper. Don't care what anyone says. We've got the greatest depth. I think players like James Jones, Andy Cannon's just getting minutes now. You know, players that would be starting anywhere else easily. It, it now's not the time for an inquest after after a draw against the team that came third. Um, by all means, pick holes in certain elements of it. Like I said, clean sheets. And Rich, I know we've skipped on from the defense, but set pieces. Maybe we'll get onto that after going through the positions. But set pieces, I think, an area of concern. But now's a, now's not the time for for the inquest. Put put that on hold until the preseason preseason tour. Because for, I don't know what you think on that, but I just think now is not the time to to fight among ourselves on on good and bad performances. I really don't think it is. No, I, it's a
0: time for unity, isn't it? And we're not going to go up if there's a sort of massive chasm in the fan base and infighting and trying to, you know, cause friction like that. I mean, we, we're we in such a good position. Uh, start of the season, if you said Wrexham would have this many points after 30 games, 72 points, 77 goals scored, unbeaten at home after 30 games, we would have snapped your hand off. It just so happens there is another team who are playing just as well because, of course, Like I said, if we win our two games in hand, we actually go above them. So it's not even a case of necessarily looking up to Notts County because, yes, we have to win the games. But if we do, we will still be the team to beat in in the National League. And, you know, we just need that unity. I think it is a a pertinent point you made there, Nathan, on set pieces, though. You mentioned Aaron Hayden's absence. Lethal in both boxes. We saw that epitomized the most in that Grimsby semi-final in the playoffs. That was the game where... You know we yeah. were so weak defensively, and you look at the Sheffield United game, the the home leg. I just, we, we just don't lose that at the end. If Aaron Haydens on the pitch for me, he's just so vocal, so commanding, so authoritative. You know the amount of goals he scored this season as well. He's just so good in both boxes, and it is a cliche this one for you to take off, but so many managers will say that it is what happens in both boxes that decides the games, and that the top. Levels that is real. That quite often the the mitigation that is those are the fine margins between Wrexham and Notts County. The season who gets promoted might well just be the team who is best in both boxes. And without Aaron Hayden, we are substantially weaker. There is there anything we can do to improve from set pieces, or is so it just so, a case of personnel? Know,
1: well, so for me, I looked at that goal last night with the near post flip uh, so the gonna, first I'm one gonna, yeah the, the first one the flick on at the near post he beats tozer to the ball and then it's a free nothing nothing um howard can do about that it's it's a it's a header from what a yard out from Almond. that's it's all about that near post flick on and when i went back i i went back through i, I take notes throughout the season on Goal scorers and assists and key moments. And I was starting to see a habit of um, us losing the near post header. And I it kind of refreshed in my mind after the home game against Sheffield United when McBurney scores from the near post. And it's not a one-off, Rich. It, it's actually something that's happened repeatedly. Um, I think back to Barnett in the 7-5 home game. Um, I think it was Pritchard, for them, scored from a, a Gorman corner near post and we're at the tech end. Um, And then I think of Gateshead, when we played them. They had one that was um, near post again uh, into the far corner. Um, So, you know, that is an area of concern for me. Uh, I don't know about you, but that that is an area of concern for me.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And again, you'd think that... Given we must practice set pieces so often in training, that we'd be quite aware of how to defend them as well. I mean, surely that works in our advantage as well for when we're faced against sort of long ball teams, because in training we we practice them so much and drill them so regularly that you know the defenders know how to, to cope with them maybe a bit better than the most other sides. But
1: I, yeah, I just and it's not a zonal approach, is it? It's not like we're going zonal marking or anything, which yeah. would make which would make more sense. Of, you know, we we do I mean, look to be going man for man.
0: Yeah, I mean I suppose from opposition's point of view is they must have found this to be a weakness and they've done their preparation, they've realised that they can get the flick on and Yeah, I I I don't know. That's it's one for Parkey and his coaching look, team know, to look, try Rich,
1: and bridge. I'm I'm no coach, but I'm just saying I just I've seen it a couple of times now where we've lost that near post header and it causes havoc. You know, really, really, really does. Um if it doesn't go in it's it's you know, it's setting up a flick on at the back post or, or whatever. So you know, from set pieces, I just think and, and that, you know, there have been other goals from set pieces. Surely, again, that's a case of fine-tuning it. We don't have... We don't look as big in there now. With, I know O'Connell's a big lad, but we just don't... I don't know. We just don't seem to look as likely to score um, without Hayden. Lennon's added a bit of size, which is good. But Tonicliff as well looked lethal, um, you know, in there. So... I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but but set pieces is definitely something you can work on. The issue is, Rich, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, how much time are you getting to dedicate to you know, set pieces on the training ground? You're not getting much training in with all the travel. No, most of it is else. just match
0: prep and then recovery sessions. And yeah, it's just such a quick turnaround that, you. Know, again, this is a, a part for Owen O'Connell as well, that since he's arrived, he's not really going to have loads of time to be able to sort of do tactical work in training because it is either on recovery or or pre-match stuff. And before you know it, you know, you're into another game, like you said. So it is just relentless at the moment. And it's going to be such a test of, of everything we've got. And, you know, this is a time for unity. We have got more than enough in the tank. We've got so many players, so many options that I do want the overwhelming sort of message from this podcast to be, Keep the faith. There is a
1: lot long, of
0: long way to go. There's a lot of football left to play. It shows Rich. how high our standards are that we're counting this to be a negative. We've drawn two all with Woking. I said on last week's podcast that four points is what I was expecting. That's yeah, kind yeah. of what I made my peace with anyway. I, I, I don't see it as, as a disaster, particularly Rich, when we've a, got a, to play in, Notts County at home.
1: Rich, in a broader sense, you look at it and go, you know, one of the best meltdowns I saw from a different uh, fan base was when Real Madrid lost to Sheriff Tiraspol um, in the first game of the Champions League. And, um, you know, Real Madrid went on to win the tournament. So it it is proof that sometimes a wake-up call can be good. I'm not saying the manner of the performance was something we needed or wanted. Obviously not. But, but basically what you're saying is in the right dropped way,
0: dropped points to inspire the team absolutely, onto success.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. But what I'm saying is if you, if you take it the right way and you go on and put a... You know, if you go on and win the next 10 games then it suddenly looks like a, a, an actually an all right point and a good moment in the set. But, you know, whereas if you go on and get one point from the next three games, then obviously it's terrible. So it's all about how they respond now, all about how they react. And, you know, this club will be backed better than any other team in the league. We'll have more fans every game than any team. And it's about harnessing that. We, you know, when we spoke to Dean Keats, he was saying that the crowd can make or break Wrexham's season.
0: Yeah, well, it's such a big. It was something that sort of cost us at the start of last season, wasn't it? That we just couldn't really deal the pressure and the expectation every single game. The more we did so, the more we got used to it. You know, the results followed, and it's going to be a case of doing that again. It's just about reuniting, re you know, getting getting our crap together again, and just refocusing for for the pivotal end of the season, which which I'm sure we will do. And yeah. Like, you know, it, Again, to boil it all down, if you looked at the, the start of the season and said Wrexham will take four points from both games against Woking, you probably would have taken that because they are such a formidable team. They're really hard to play against. We won at their place, which we've drawn at home. But, you know, it it's just a time for... Uh, maybe we'll get accused of being happy clappers, whatever. But I think it is just a time for focusing, not getting too hard on ourselves, giving the players so much let's, credit. Let's, Go let's, on, let's there, happy there clap. Is.
1: Let's happy clap. No, because like the rich, I mean, like I say, my approach. In I, I, have to keep having intermittent coughing fits here, which is why I sound so hoarse. But I would say, save the in, save the. We can save the meltdown or the inquest if we need it for the summer. I honestly don't think now is the time to To worry. Oh, there you go. My voice is gone. <clears throat> to to worry too much, Rich. Honestly, I, I really think just come together now. It's sixteen games to go. How fast we've we got to this point. You know, Rob's Rob is already thinking about his trip over for Barnet. I don't know if he'll be over before them, but I know he'll be over for because he said about his he's got his always sunny tour in um, in London the day after. So you know, Ryan is in London for his tour the day of the Maidenhead game, which has now been moved to five twenty for BT. So. I know that was annoying a lot of people that that couldn't get trains back, but it, it's gonna fly by, Rich. Honestly, we'll be we'll be topping up our tans in America in no time. You'll be in Japan in no time, toasting hopefully our championship win.
0: Well, Naif. Nath- Woking was the only game Wrexham played since the last podcast. We had Wilston at home at the weekend uh, win. Uh, good performance all round, but maybe more notable for the special guest we had in attendance. And when we saw the Will Ferrell tweets at first, I thought, is it going to be another Danny DeVito lookalike that we had, of course, when they were filming the promos for, for Welcome to Wrexham? But no, it it actually was Will Ferrell. Part of his sort of football tour of the UK he went to the the city game as well at the weekend did the Merseyside derby and I believe was it Sunderland Fulham or Sunderland QPR Sunderland he was also QPR, going to yeah
1: Sunderland QPR
0: yeah yeah he was also going to take in before before he left the country and yeah what do you think Will Ferrell would have made of Wrexham he had a pint in the turf which is you know part of the pilgrimage particularly for you worldwide Reds who are listening in I'm sure that's all on, on all your bucket lists but the match itself uh, you know the Woking game is obviously the the one that takes the sort of centre stage, but I thought it was a pretty impressive performance. Again, maybe not a game we were absolutely at our tip-top best, but but we did enough. Mullen scored. Rob Brown Red sponsored. Jacob Mendy scored, and Sam Dolby scored as well. A ridiculous red card for Wealdstone, but you know more points on the board for Exxon.
1: And very and a very salty tweet from him as well, uh, Kretschmar. You know just say just he said something like just give them the title now. Um, yes, please. Which obviously. Yeah, yes, please. We're happy with that. Thank you very much. Um, you know, no need for that. But what I would say is, Will Ferrell... Enjoy... I think he said it himself. It lived up to the hype. You know, went in the turf. I think he was, in a weird way, he was a bit surprised how mobbed he was on the turf. Now, the turf isn't the biggest venue in the world for anyone who has been there. It's a lovely venue if you can get inside, but it's very packed all the time. And if you're a Hollywood A-lister, I would bet that you are not going to get much room in there. So... um. Yeah, I, I mean, he was in the aviation gin suite. It was just good. He didn't have much of an entourage with him, it didn't seem like, a couple of people. Um, shame he just couldn't get over maybe with Ryan as well, but both so busy that it's always always tricky. And I think he said, actually, you know when we shared that clip a while ago on Twitter when he was talking on Men in Blazers about, you know, I want to do Fulham, I want to do Wrexham, blah, blah, blah. I think this was a plan that's been like over a year in the making, but just COVID and work and... It's not quite aligned. You know, we were trying to figure out, weren't we, how is this Holy Trinity going to match up? Um, But a win's a win. You know, 3-1 win, I had no concerns that we would beat Wheelstone. Um, You know, their goal, I think he was in his own half when he started that run, so that wasn't going to be offside. Um, Dolby ends up getting the the final goal. I I was happy, Rich. I was was quite satisfied with that. Um, I mean, I was having to watch another Welshman crumble in Nathan Jones. I was tweeting away... Down in Southampton was Nathan Jones was, um, was was basically getting sacked, and I, he knew he was getting sacked. So, I was kind of watching this uh, Welshman crumble before my eyes. But thankfully, I was getting lots of alerts that Wrexham had done the business. When I watched the highlights, I was really really impressed. And it's and it's mainly been like that, hasn't it? You know, it's mainly been like that at home. I think Woking. You know, we haven't of the top. How many of the top four have we played at home? We've I mean, played,
0: of the top, let's talk about uh, playoff teams now. Right. So, Notts we County, Notts. Notts County we've played not played them. at home. Woking, we've now played at home, we drew. Yeah, uh, Chesterfield, Chester... we've not played at home. Right. Barnet, we beat 7-5. Right. Southend, we have not we ha- played, played at home. In,
1: haven't played them yet.
0: Boreham Wood, we've not played at home. Not
1: played them at home. So, what I'm saying is, I think Woking, in the right possible way, is a, is a good reality check is that you're not going to get... You know, I, I honestly believe the bottom half of this league has is, is arguably never been poorer. You know, I think I think in, in recent years, this is as poor as I've seen it, the bottom half of the division. And, you know, teams are coming to the race course and getting thumped. Um, playoff teams are not going to come and get thumped. I know Solihull did down to 10 or whatever, but those teams you just rattled off, they're, they're too they're too wise to it. You know, managers like Luke Garrard, Darren Saal uh, Paul Cook... Like, Luke Williams, they're going to be too wise to it. They're just going to have a plan that will nullify a lot of our threats. And um, and so, you know, Woking maybe is an indicator of how gritty we're, we're going to need to become because they they smashed Mullen in the first minute. In the first minute, yeah. they absolutely smashed him. That's a booking all day of the week. Made no attempt to win the ball. Referee didn't do anything about it. You know, some of the challenges they were putting in, we've, we're going to have to learn to rough house a bit more. We're going to have to learn to play the clock a bit more because almost in a way, I'm not saying we're too honest or whatever. I'm not trying to make excuses, but teams are going to come and frustrate and, you know, take as long as they can. I mean, they were taking ages on corners and throw-ins and credit to them. They're a good team, but they knew an Eastleigh, very first game of the season. They tried to do the same. They just know how to work the clock. And I would say in big games, if we're 1-0 up against Chesterfield or Notts County, play the clock. A little bit, be be yeah, smart, I be, mean, cl- be clever, be clever with we, it, because you don't need to necessarily go for the jugular straight away. Kill the kill the game, kill the momentum, if they have. Yeah.
0: it. it's just about getting promoted by any means necessary, and if you get promoted, it is justified. However, we do it, you know, we're gonna have to shit house our way out of this league. We're gonna have no to one just... will
1: remember, no one will remember every single game in the run. You just need to get up.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure we will be fine. That is, like I said, the the overriding message here, but I think, you know, there's an elephant in the room, Naif. There's something that's more important than either of the two matches. That, my room that, that is that we've absolutely
1: My room is a mess right now and it's tiny. So, if it's Is an there an elephant? In it? I don't even know if an elephant would fit in here. It is a uh... I mean, it is an absolute mess. I I'm really disappointed in myself, actually. I don't know. Are you quite tidy, Rich? I've never seen your room, which is a yeah, weird thing to say on a podcast. It's
0: pretty about. tidy, but, you know, I think it was nearly as messy as the vocals on the chant we uh, we debuted on last week's podcast. That, and what happened th- with that?
1: That went absolutely One
0: million nuts. views on Twitter now that Twitter's had.
1: So, Ra right,
0: so, right, right, right. right, McElhenney and Ra right, Rexham Ra right. was the best thing that you ever could buy. Ra right. the Ra 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 And Ra 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 Replied to it. Which is so absolutely who was singing on obscene. that? We need,
1: to, we need to name the band here. So it was Henry, who you mentioned, yourself. Who else was on this bus?
0: Uh, Pad the was on this fame, bus. Guy Walker was on the bus. Loz was go. at the back. I mean, Loz did ask me to send a message to Billy Sharp on uh, from last week's podcast, <laughs> which I, I chose not to. <laughs> yeah, it was Damo was on the bus as well. It, it was a, a full sort of um, ensemble of, of the Manchester right. Reds, somewhat, I remember. It was it was quite the uh, quite the event, but we will do a, maybe a full charity release with a maybe not the charity release actually. We we'll also want the money <laughs> for ourselves, but it was.
1: Uh, it, I'm, was... I'm going to be honest. TikTok did not enjoy. You can follow us on there, by the way. We've got nearly, I think we've got nearly in total a million views on that account. TikTok were not as big fans of uh, of your vocals as as maybe Twitter was. I think Twitter. You know what? We got a lot of messages, Rich. Actually, a couple on email as well, and do email us, Um You know, we read all of them. They were saying that it was actually catchy. And I think a guy, uh, one of the regular listeners, John, said that he was bugging his wife with it. It was in his head. So uh, Ryan Reynolds wasn't a fan of If you got his tweaks, maybe you could read that one out because he... Well,
0: I'll, I'll just give the, the full list, actually. I will say yeah. Guy Walker, uh, Laws Henry, Pad. Gaz, who's past cousin, myself and Dave, it was, um, who were in the minibus back from Sheffield and we had a right sing song. Ryan Reynolds said, I'm certainly no expert on the exciting medium of song, but this career path isn't plan A, right? I think it wasn't that bad. Like I said, we recorded eight versions of that chant and that was the the best one, the most audible one, which is maybe not a claim to fame, but Rob McElhenney said, please sing this at full throat when Ryan is next there. You know, I... I'm proud of that one. I think that Henry should should be hey, uh, really proud it of it. Good. It's an absolute anthem.
1: Th- the, hey, uh, people say what they want, but you know what? Chance, basically everyone's copying chants, aren't they? You know, from other clubs or whatever. See, that's why I, I don't, don't like when you just repurpose a, a
0: Liverpool mate. or a United chant and right. just... Whatever is sort of top of the pops at the moment, you just give it your own sort right. of club twist. I understand there's a purpose to it, and some of the catchiest ones are like that, but I love a bespoke chant. I, that's and what I love. That's, if, also, I love. that's why I love the Declan Swans as a chant yeah. because it is no other team has. If you has don't them. like
1: it, if you don't like it, it's just a bit of harmless fun. You know, some of the messages were saying like, this is the worst thing that I've ever heard, and this is, it's just a bit of fun. It's just a play on American Pie. I thought it was great. You thought it was great. Rob McElhenney liked it. Ryan Lesser Ryan Lesser but, but that's okay you know he he did sing in his in one of his recent films I, I swear he sang spirited or something like that so maybe he knows more you know more about singing than we do but it was a bit of fun and uh, that's what it's all about so yeah rich that went absolutely nuts like I still can't believe that like a million views on that tweet Abs bonkers
0: have to get going at a game soon. And speaking of upcoming matches, Wrexham in action twice before we reconvene for the next podcast. Aldershot and then Scunthorpe. Uh, Nath, I don't want to be too arrogant six. arrogant and cocky, but no, it's got to be six points.
1: It's got, it's got to be. It's got to be, hasn't it? It's, it's got to be because, you know, I said to you we would, we would beat Wheelstone no problem, which we did. And I said to you I was more worried about Woking and you had it the other way around. And in the end we were kind of between as we were there um this has to be 6 you know i know Aldershot got a point they look much improved actually they do look better but not Wrexham better um and and that will come across as arrogant it will rich there's no there's no escaping it it will come across as arrogant but you have to think now and if you're not counting, you have to think the same you have to go into every game thinking that your rival is going to win every single match apart from the one you play each other you've got to you've got to assume that they are going to win all of their matches aside from the head to head so you know, you, you cannot... I, I, I worry, I do worry if we don't get a win on Saturday because, you know, we've seen the reaction to a draw against Woking, you know, one of the best teams in the division, punching far above their weight and, and really impressively. If you don't get it away at Aldershot, you you worry. You worry for the kind of the reaction that that, that would come after that. So I'm going to go... 3-1 down at Aldershot, and I will go a clean sheet at 3-0 against Gunthorpe.
0: I think this Gunthorpe game will be yeah, a convincing home win on the Tuesday night. Tuesday night under the lights, Kairas. I think Aldershot uh, might be a bit edgier, but I think we'll win. I know that people like to make fun of the bingo card when I mention the form table, but here is uh, something that's a bit interesting. Over the last five games in the National League, Aldershot are seventh in the form table. They've taken eight points from a possible 15. um improved. Scunforp have taken seven. So, you know, the two teams who are, are doing all right in the form table, it's a bit of a drop-off if you go to the last ten matches. From the last ten matches, Aldershot are 17th in the form table, Scunthorpe a 20th. Here's one more, though. Aldershot like you said, then they are revitalised. They're thirteenth now, so mid-table as mid-table as you can get. Really, they are eighth away from home this season. They've been really good on the road, twenty points. At home, they are nineteenth, only eighteen points in their home games this season. So, you know, you've got to say Rexham are favourites for both games, and there's no two ways about it. And, as an eternal pessimist, I will always make a case for Wrexham to drop points because that's just my coping mechanism. And that way, when we sometimes do drop points, it's easier for me to swallow. But yeah, we've got to have this arrogance. We've got to. There's a difference between being disrespectful. You know, you can respect your opponents, but still have that confidence that you're going to be able to do what, what you need to do. And yeah, six Rich, points Rich, for Wrexham. Rich, that'll take us earn, up to 78. Yeah.
1: You have to earn the right to win the game. But Wrexham and Notts County are a, cl- a class above. Yeah, and they just have to prove that consistently. You know, they've got no right to just win every game, but they, on paper, with the or not even on paper, just the, with the quality of players they have, they should win these games comfortably. Um, You know, the, the players are playing, most of our squad is playing below the level, and same for Notts County. The question I've got for you is, what do you do personnel on Saturday? You know, Jordan Davis is not going to be ready. Tom O'Connor, we don't really know. It, it sounded like it was a tight hamstring, didn't want to risk him. What what do you do Saturday? What changes do you make? Do you still go same back five? Do you, do you play Lennon again? Do you do you go with Max back in there? Do you do you put Dolby in from the start? Do you go with James Jones for a bit more legs in midfield? What do you do because for me I mean, that midfield we... just looked a bit too similar.
0: Yeah, I think I mean. You can make cases for a few changes, can't you? But we've got enough in the tank that it shouldn't really matter who we play. Again, that's no disrespect to Aldershot, but we have to act like we are we are leagues above them, and we have to put a league between us between now and next season as well. So, I, I would try freshening up a little bit. I think in from the start would be worth it. Give Lennon a rest. Goalkeeper, there's there's an argument. I wouldn't have any complaints if Leighton came in. I think it would be harsh on Howard, but we're not in the business of keeping people happy. We Parky makes these ruthless calls and again, we've we've said on this podcast it's becoming a catchphrase but Parky knows best. He's proven that throughout the the season so far and throughout his time at the club. I think midfield has to be freshened up. It's difficult to to say who comes in for Cannon but I think someone should come in for him. He's just not quite fully clicked for me yet. At least time to be rested is maybe when Jordan's back in contention. So for me, I would make three changes. I would get Cannon out, Lennon out, I'd maybe rest Palmer, um, start one of the games and the other on the bench from, from the off of Dolby playing. But you can pick and choose which one that is. I think the temptation really is that you go with the strongest team available on Saturday and you can probably afford a couple more changes when you're at home to Scunthorpe for me.
1: Yeah, no, that hey, I, I don't argue with that. I I I think I think Dolby's deserved a crack from the start, and and I, and that's not to apportion too much blame to Palmer because really, you know, what service did him and Mullen have, really, against Woking? You know, the midfield was almost totally bypassed out the game. Uh, Palmer was feeding off scraps. Mullen was feeding off scraps. Personally, didn't think it was a penalty for us, um, but there you go. I, um, you know, I wasn't complaining at the time. Um, but I would have been furious if that had been against us, but got to get better service into them too. And, you know, what is it, five goals since November for Palmer? You know, we've got to do more to play to his strengths, and I don't actually think that is just lumping it long to him. You know, he's very good with the ball at his feet. You've always said that. You know, with the ball at his feet, he's very good. And, yeah, I think maybe for one of the games, get Dolby in from the start to see see what impact Palmer has off the bench last 20. You know, against tiring legs and... Just see how that goes, Jordan. I would try and get back in. Um, maybe at Maidenhead away, for you know, maybe maybe not that Chesterfield home game. Maidenhead away, I think's another where Jordan should be looking at and think I can get back in there. Um, yeah, I would get James Jones back in if I could, and and if Tom O'Connor's fit, I would, um, I would definitely get Tom O'Connor back in. So. I don't know, Rich, it's, it's a big, uh, as, as it always is, you know, this was always going to be a big month. What was it, eight games in the month? Um, all about the league. There's no cup, no distraction, no Tottenham on the horizon. It's it's straight business now. And, uh, yeah, you said about Parky. we trust manager of the month, no less. Um, January Man of the, manager of the month, is it? So, yeah, I, I think he, he will have been con- not concerned. He'll have been frustrated with what he saw on Tuesday, rather than concerned so it's only concerned if you don't back it up rich with it with a good performance so it's all down to the ebb stadium i think we'll dispatch all the comfortably and we can all take a sigh of relief and we can all take a deep breath and i can probably stop having a coffin fit on these podcasts which would be a blessing which would be great actually and i can tidy my room in the process
0: obviously they are drop points, but if you go on and win your next couple of games, then you can make up for it along the way. And as we said, the facts are, let's go rough for again. If Wrexham win their two games in hand, they are top of the table. It's not all doom and gloom. Yes, it's been frustrating, but there's still so much football to be played. I've said that so many times, but come on, let's keep the faith. Let's back the boys. Let's make some noise. Thank you so much for joining us today on Rob Ryan Red. The Wrexham podcast brought to you in association with Red 10 People Development. As always, thank you to Wrexham-based band Hypnotic as well for the music they provide. The Stings, you can check out the Wrexham way, of course, on Spotify. I know they've also compiled a Wrexham playlist as well, a matchday playlist that does have American Pie on it. So, yeah, take care. We'll see you again next week. Like we said, come on the town. Back the boys, make some noise. There's a long way to go yet.